Hello friends, welcome. My name is Joe. This is the Joe Martino Show and today we're going to talk about Rhythms Part 2. One of the difficulties of life is that when we don't understand people, we can be tempted to turn them into villains and that can become a rhythm of our life that creates a life that is not optimal for what we're looking for. Let's kick it off. This is the Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. I hope that your day is going well, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. I want you to know that I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I know that you could do anything with your time, and I appreciate that you give me a few minutes of it. I want to kind of pick up today a little bit where I left off last week. Last week, we talked about rhythms. What are the intentional rhythms of your life? What are the unintentional rhythms of your life? It was more of a riff than anything else, and and I recognize that. When I sat down to record last week's episode, what I wanted to talk about was how do we handle people that we don't understand? Understand, which is also a regular rhythm of our lives. And it's a regular rhythm of our lives because we are often encountering people that we don't understand. If you're out doing anything in the world, you're going to encounter people that you don't even understand, even your friends. And one of the reasons that I think we have such a anxious society is because we've bought into this idea that our friends have to be in agreement with us 100%. And when we don't understand them, they're not in agreement with us. And we don't understand why we tend to not have a good rhythm for that. I was writing this weekend. I talked last week about how I'm working on a book and I'm almost done. I'm I'm down to like, well, I'm almost done with the first draft. The the idea of being almost done with a book at the end of the first draft is laughable, but I am almost done with the first draft. And one of the things that I wrote was it's easy for us to villainize people or turn people into villains when we don't understand them because them being a villain gives us a way to understand them. It's not necessarily a healthy way or a helpful way, but it is a way that we can then understand them. And a difficult truth is the truth that our brains seek clarity and understanding and they reward us for it. So when we encounter someone that we don't understand something that they're doing, it is easier for us to make them a villain than to try to understand them. We get the cognitive reward. Just uh, They're just, they're not good people. They're bad people. In fact, I had a conversation just recently with someone over something that is a bit controversial and, and it was a fine conversation. We had a good time. But one of the things that, that he said to me was, well, he's not a good person. To which I said, well, you don't know that because you don't really know that person. So then the question becomes, okay, so what is the point of this podcast? And it's really simple. I want you to be careful. You and I will benefit from being careful about our regular rhythms of how we try to understand people that we don't understand. What is the amount of effort that we put into trying to understand people, especially people that we don't like, right? So one of the things that I've learned as a leader in business, whether or not it was when I was a team leader at a local mental hospital or as an owner of a company, when I have two employees, or one employee constantly complaining about another employee or two employees complaining about each other. I make them hang out. I find work for them to do together. We often say familiarity breeds contempt, right? And that may be a fun 
fun sentence to explore someday in the future. But familiarity actually breeds understanding and it actually breeds connection. And so one of the things that we want to consider is make a list of the people in your life that are actively in your life and that you're like, yeah, either I don't understand them or I think they're bad people and ask yourself what you've done to understand them. And the thing of it is, is I want to be clear on this. You may end up at the place where you're like, nope, that person is still not a good person or maybe they are a good person if, if you're not comfortable making that judgment. I know there are people that aren't. Uh, I personally am not one of them. I think that there are people that do consistently do bad things and for at least that time in their life, they don't have to be defined by that forever, but for at least that time in their life, they're not a good person. But if you're not that, you're not comfortable with that, then you could say something along the lines of, hey, you might come to the conclusion of this person brings toxicity to my life. This person brings trouble to my life in a way that is not helpful or beneficial or healthy. And so I need to make some changes. And that's fine. You can do that. But you have to ask yourself, how did you come to that conclusion? And so what we want is we want to create a regular rhythm of examining our belief systems for how we interact with other people. How do we decide what we believe, why we believe it, and why we're holding on to it? And this can be very challenging. There's no doubt. But that is healthiness. For instance, uh, there was recently a, a name change to a major sports team. And I was kind of like, well, this is kind of weird that the government's making such a big deal about this. And then I, I got into a conversation with someone who, politically speaking, we are probably vastly different on what is necessary. There's a lot of things that we agree on, though. And this person kind of came after me, or at least my argument, pretty hard. And they presented some information that if I wasn't in the regular rhythm of engaging with people that I disagree with, I wouldn't have heard. Or allowing people who I know disagree with me to disagree with me without shutting them down, I wouldn't have heard her argument. I was like, whoa, I don't know. I'm going to have to go chew on that and think about it. You may have just moved my opinion from what I believed to something new. And a lot of times when I tell this story, sometimes the pushback that I get is people are like, well, Joe, you should hold on to your beliefs more strongly than that. And look, there are beliefs that I hold on to pretty strongly. But even those, I will engage in conversations with people that disagree with with me because that needs to be a regular rhythm of my life. How we handle people questioning our beliefs is, is a level of maturity that we have to develop and how we develop it is by engaging in it. Like any muscle, you strengthen that muscle by engaging it, by working it, by making it stronger through repetition. And so many people, I think one of the reasons we can't handle disagreement is because we don't engage with people that disagree with us. We raised children and told them don't talk about politics or religion. And now they're adults and they can't talk about politics and religion. I was showing my daughter a TikTok video this weekend where a woman with a certain belief system sat down to explain to a man and she led with, I just think you're mistaken. It was so condescending. If a guy had done that to her, it would have been mansplaining. And look, I'm not saying that mansplaining doesn't happen. Women's planning happens too, though. That's the point. This idea that, well, the reason you disagree with me is because you're mistaken and uneducated is foolish. What we actually need is, look, here's what I believe. Here's what you believe. Let's talk about why we believe that and see if the whys move us without us being jerks to each other. What's your regular rhythm of life when it comes to how people that you disagree with or people that you don't like? And the reality is I've accepted this. There are just people in my life that I probably wouldn't be close friends with. If they lived next door to me, I wouldn't be close friends with them. There are other people in my life that I need them in my life. And when I first met them, I was like, whoa, I'm not sure I like this person. And yet they have brought a richness and a depth to my life because they have helped refine me. They have helped sharpen me. I think about this a lot with books. I enjoy reading. I enjoy 
enjoy listening to books. Uh, I was super excited when the research came out that said that listening to a book has all the same benefits for your brain as reading a book does. And for some reason, that's controversial. But I mean, the research, it was a pretty big sample size and they've done it twice now. So I think that's interesting. But one of the things that I, I was thinking about was I started a book and I didn't like it. And then I ended up starting it again. I think I started reading it and I didn't like it. And then I listened to it by, I don't know, evidently I really liked the premise because I downloaded it twice, once as a Kindle and then once as a Audible book. And when the Audible book was done, I told a friend of mine, I'm like, I have book grief. I do not want to move on to the next book because I'm still living with those characters. And it, probably two or three or four books in the last couple of years, that would be true of. That I have I have enjoyed them so much that when they were done, I didn't want it to stop. I, I didn't want to go on to the next book. Probably the same number, two or three or four, but not the same books. I started once and I was like, no, nah, I don't know that I like this. And then the second time I really liked. There's one book, the first time I listened to it, I was like, ooh, I don't like this. And then I ended up listening to the entire series so much so that I've slowed down because I'm down to the last two books in the series. So we're talking about people or books here? Yes, because there are times there will be people that you won't understand them and that lack of understanding will come up in the beginning. That lack of understanding will come up first. And you'll be like, oh, I don't like this person. I would encourage you to spend more time with them, with boundaries, of course. But make a regular rhythm of examining your response to people. Because here's the thing. Sometimes we don't like people because it stirs up something in us. My wife and I were just talking about this. Uh, I don't know, maybe this weekend. I don't remember when. But we were talking about how we both knew someone who has now exited our lives. And I remember when I found out that they were no longer going to be working for us, I felt relief, like literally relief washed over me. And I can't put my finger on it, but I'm willing to say that there's things in my past that have created a radar system, if you will. And when that radar system goes off, I can't think of too many times that it's been wrong. And so I've created a regular rhythm in my brain, in my life of examining my response to other people. Is this something from my radar system or is this something else? Is this a preference? Is this just a way of seeing the world? One of the things that we tend to do is we tend to just assume the world works the way we think it works, which is fine. That's actually very helpful cognitively. But healthier is having a regular rhythm of examining ourselves. A healthy person will regularly examine themselves. They'll regularly examine, how do I interact with people? How do I, how do I help people? How do I judge people? Well, Joe, I don't judge anyone. That, my friend, is baloney. I was going to say hogwash, but my friend Amy laughed at me about that. No, I'm just kidding. It is hogwash. Amy, if you're listening, I don't mind. I make fun of it too. N nonetheless, that's hogwash. I don't judge anyone. Yes, you do. You make judgments. And if you don't, you're probably not making wise decisions. Now, when we say, well, don't judge unless you be judged, we're talking about adding value to a person there, right? So one time we were playing mini golf and this guy was just screaming at his kid. And my wife and I both reacted the same way. We confronted the man. We made a judgment. It's not good for you to scream at your kid and get up in his face over mini golf. That's that's stupid. And uh, to be honest with you, I made another judgment because I know I'm running a risk there. It could be worse for the kid when I'm not around then, right? So we make judgments. You make judgments all the time. You need to examine yourself. You need to examine yourself. I need to examine myself. I need to have a regular rhythm of examining myself. What am I doing to understand people that I don't understand? And some people I just don't, you know what? I don't have enough time on my hours. I would have to pull something out to try to understand them. So beyond just keeping them in the periphery of my life, I'm not trying to understand them. But one of the things is I was talking to a guy who is a teacher who is very triggered by one of his students. And the student is a senior and he was 
was going on and on and on about the student. And I said, it seems to me that you and the student are pretty similar. And he's, I got to say, he's probably close to my age. So he's significantly older than the student. And he said, well, there's a difference. I've dealt with my trauma. And I said to him, yeah, but the kid's 18, right? Like, like if you step back from that for a minute and try to understand the kid, he's 18. And literally everybody in his life, from his mom to his dad, to his aunt and uncle, to the foster parents that he lived with, they've all abandoned him. And you're the one who's telling me this. I haven't even met the kid. Those things probably have an influence on the type of adult that the kid is or will become or the type of behavior that he's engaging in at 18. And we have to try to understand that it's easy to make him a villain rather than someone who has been just beat up by life. Now, one of the problems is we get caught in all or nothing thinking, and I can already hear it. Somebody emailing me, well, Joe, just because he's had a hard life doesn't mean he should be disrespectful to that teacher. We can both hold him to a standard of respectfulness and try to understand him without making him a villain. Those are not either ors. Those are both ands. And we can do both. Well, Joe, my dad, my mom, my ex. You know what? Look, there's a guy that I know in my community who's the ex of one of my friends. And I am appalled by his life decisions. I'm appalled by them. And yet, I can try to understand him. I don't think he's a villain. I think he's doing some pretty terrible things. And I don't think he's doing a very good job interacting with his kids. Well, Joe, who are you to judge? Well, I'm not judging unless I say he's worth less. I I can look at his behaviors and be like, nope, that's not best. In fact, I hate to play this card, but I actually am trained in looking at what's best for kids. And so I can do that and make that movement happen. And at the same time, not either or, both and, I can both judge what he's doing and say, huh, I know this about his life, this trauma. I know that trauma. I know this trauma. I bet that that is impacting how he's acting as an adult. I can try to understand him. And in that understanding, I might find a leverage point where I can reach out to him. Because here's the thing that I believe. Relationships heal. Relationships either hurt or heal. The reason relationships are so hurtful for people is because anytime we're hurt by one, it not only creates hurt, it withdraws the potential of the healing that a relationship bring. So when I try to understand someone I don't like or I don't understand or I spend extra time trying to understand them or if I see them engaging in behaviors that I think are detrimental, when I try to understand them, I'm trying to create relationship which can bring healing to their lives. And again, I want to say this again, this is a both hand. You can both try to do this and have boundaries. You can both try to reach out and understand people and build relationship and come to the conclusion that this isn't going to work. That person isn't ready to change right now. They're not ready for a relationship. Maybe they don't want relationship with me, or maybe they don't want a relationship with me in a healthy way. You can do both of those. All right. I hope that you like this episode. I want you to really spend some time this week. If you would ask yourself, what are the regular rhythms of your life and how you engage people that you think are villains? How do you engage people that you think are doing bad things that you believe they're doing things that are detrimental? How much are you trying to understand them? The person you're like, whoa, she's having an affair. Are you trying to understand her? Like what brought her? There's no excuse. Maybe. To me, that's a totally different argument. Are you trying to understand what's going on in their life so that you can then leverage relationship with them to help them heal? Are you saying I should have a relationship for healing? Yes. Are you saying that I should manipulate? No. 
okay? I'm trying to think of all the questions that I know are gonna come via email. Anyhow, what is it that you're doing? What is your regular rhythm for how you handle people that are engaging in bad activities? What is your regular rhythm for examining yourself? What is your regular rhythm for engaging people that you disagree with, that you know you disagree with and you know they disagree with you? What are the things you're doing to bring health to your life? That's what we're asking today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.